self-worth really does start here and start with us. And our kids are modeling that too. So it can't just be, you know, I'm putting all my needs on the shelf for my partner's work. Hello and welcome to Mother the Mother. I am McLean McGowan. This podcast is an offering for all women to gather energetically, sister to sister, mother to mother, to co-create a sacred space for healing, educating, and sharing as we journey through motherhood and womanhood. It is such an incredibly powerful moment in time to be a woman, and I thank you for showing up on behalf of yourself and for all of the women in your lives, past, present, and future, to honor our matriarchal lines, all who came before, and all who will come after. Jema. Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Today's Real Talk is with me, McLean, on women's worth. This is such a massive topic and something which I feel like I'm always discussing with my friends, with my mom friends, with my single friends, with my colleagues, with my mentors. And it is definitely a societal question going on right now and a shift and Moves are being made. Women are standing up for themselves like never before. And it also can be a confusing time. I feel like it's also a confusing time in our current political climate. It is a confusing time in our job market. Um, Really looking at the millennials at their new way of being, of doing many different things, of having many different careers. You know, that outdated practice of you do this and do this and do this and this will lead you there and then you're going to get that job that's going to pay really well and you'll stick with that for 30 years and then you'll get a pension and then you get to retire and then you get to travel. As we know, that that's outdated. That is no longer our current situation. At the very least, it's on its way out and maybe it be existing for people in their 70s right now, but it's a new way of being and it's a new way of looking at motherhood and how we're showing up in our lives, in our roles as mothers and business owners and businesswomen and working for other businesses. And, you know, we all know and feel that there needs to be a massive shift. Mothers are not supported as we need to be. And I think this all will be changing so much in our generation. And I feel like I'm constantly looking at my old belief system, my new belief system, how it's showing up for me every day. I felt it come up a lot this week when I'm now juggling a client and my podcast interviews and this new whole venture, which is so exciting and fabulous and I love doing, and my two kids and my husband and my self-care time. And, you know, it is a real struggle some weeks to find any semblance of a balance and then throw in that to that, you know, when kids are sick or issues going on with kids and you need, you know, even more time devoted to them. And so much of our time as mothers is not truly respected. The countless hours in our week where we're scanning, you know, our antenna are up constantly. So even when I'm with a client and working, I'm still going to have thoughts pop in of, did the baby nap? 
Is she napping right now? Did she have a good nap? Oh yeah, I've got to pick Jemima up early for the orthodontist. Did I have the note? Okay, remember to bring the note. You know, I've got to go to the grocery store. There's a constant running list and all of that time and energy is a lot. And, you know, if, if you don't keep it in check and, and find a way to kind of let that steam off, as we see, it's creating a lot of anxiety for a lot of moms, just a constant, constant battle of anxiety. I mean, I don't have the answers. I have techniques that help me, but I get overwhelmed as well. And, and this week I was having a conversation with my husband who, you know, in general is very, very supportive. It's just so different between men and women. It's like to be acknowledged that when I'm juggling my clients whom, you know, it's not a normal job. I don't know exactly when they're going to give birth. It could be two weeks early. It could be two weeks late. It could be a month early on top of all of like my school volunteering and the schedule and when the nanny can come and we've had different nannies and training the new nanny for when I'm working and you know when the nanny's 20 30 minutes late and you know that affects my work day where that's not affecting my husband's work day like none of that is affecting his work day none of it and he is the main breadwinner which I'm very grateful for and he works his ass off which I'm very grateful for and you know, it's just, it's a different thing. It's a different beast altogether. And I just, I don't know. I feel like talking to our partners, our male partners, if we're married or with men, talking with our male colleagues and, and really getting this conversation going, because I really think most men don't realize it. They don't see it because they're not, they're not living it and they haven't lived it. And it's just a completely different way of being. So I think the way that it's going to shift is A, sharing the stories and being that support for our sisters and our, you know, each other and ourselves and just really honoring that and seeing that and, and just saying, you know, to our friends, oh my God, you're handling being a mom so fucking well today. Like I see that in you and I am calling it out and you're doing a fantastic job. And if your husband isn't seeing that today, so what? I'm going to give you that love. And so you don't have to like hate him tonight. So I just think there's so much. This is such a huge conversation. I think companies are really looking at how they can hold on to their female employees. You know, the, the way that we care for mothers after giving birth and getting back to work immediately is so horrific and it's so outdated. And you know, no, basically no other countries around the world um, have that model that we do. And so companies are really looking at that because if they invest all this time and money and, and partnership with their female employees, and then, you know, the women go off and have their babies and then realize it's not worth coming back because A, the pay and with the nanny or the daycare, and also they don't want to leave their babies and go back to that and and have that separation. Or at least a lot of women, you know, have that that big choice to make or at least conversation to have with themselves. So I do think it's a shifting time, but it really does start with us. And I was talking to my friend Kimberly Ann Johnson, who was on the podcast last week, which was really wonderful to have her. And we were dissecting all of this because it's it's not equal. It's not equal hours in, equal hours out. And sometimes I even put that load of shame on guilt on myself of like, 
uh, we paid this many hours for our nanny and I wasn't making money that many hours, but I'm on my computer. I'm returning emails. I'm driving an hour or two commuting to a client. I'm picking up from school. I'm doing the grocery run. I mean, it's not, it can't just be viewed in this patriarchal linear way of money in, money out. And I think all that starts with us and really speaking up for ourselves and saying, no, look, I am the cornerstone of our family. I am keeping all of this on track. I'm keeping up with the doctor's appointments. I am keeping up with returning the library book. I'm keeping up with the dietary issues. I'm keeping up with packing the daily lunch. And it's a lot of work. So I just encourage all you moms to really just take a minute, close your eyes, take a deep breath, acknowledge all that you do every single day, every hour, the hours all through the night when you have a young one. It's a lot. And we really need to acknowledge that within ourselves. It's a major, major output. And I think we get so used to just doing it because it's what we know and it's what we see. But we really need to take that pause and acknowledge all the work we do and see it in our sisters and our friends and all the other women in our lives. So sending love out to all of you. Self-worth really does start here and start with us. And our kids are modeling that too. So it can't just be, you know, I'm putting all my needs on the shelf for my partner's work who may be bringing in more money to this family. It doesn't always just work. One plus one equals two. There's so many other variables. And, you know, having these discussions with our kids is really important too. So they respect all the work that you do as the mom and the caretaker. And that leads me into another topic that I've been getting questions about, and that is women's worth in a slightly different dimension, which is womanhood separate from motherhood. So I have quite a few best friends that are not married and don't have kids and most likely will not have kids. And I'm so grateful to have those friendships because they really serve a massive role in my life and my kid's life. And like one of my best friends who lives with her boyfriend and his kids, she doesn't have her own kid, but we FaceTime pretty much every morning, even just with the check-in after Jemima goes off to school with my husband and Goldie Wolf and I are at home, we FaceTime. And it's so lovely to start our day in that connection. And if she had her own kids, we wouldn't be doing that. Like that doesn't happen. So I I feel like I see a lot more of my friends that don't have kids because they're a little bit more flexible and they can kind of maneuver into my schedule where it's a lot harder to see my friends with mom that are moms with kids because our schedules are equally very packed. So I mean, everyone's schedule is packed. I'm not saying moms are more busy. It's just different. You know, we're on like a schedule because we've got kids. It's like, it's a whole different beast. And I really want to honor every woman that has to make that decision or is in the crosshairs of making that decision because that also is really changing. Uh, I think marriage as principle is changing. I mean, do we need to be married? Do you need to get married if you aren't having kids? 
Um, do you need to get married if you're making your own money and you're not marrying as a financial asset? Like all of these things are changing in our society right now. And it's a really exciting time. I'm so curious what it's going to be like when my girls are grown. Like, are they going to be married? Will there be a wedding? Am I, am I going to have grandkids? Will the world be so populated that people won't even be having kids then? Um, there's a, there's a lot going on with all of those questions. But I really just want to say that I respect women so much when they know and really heed the call to not have kids. Like, we're good on kids in the world. And I think so many people have kids because it's just kind of expected of them or they don't even really question it. It's just like, yeah, I'm going to have kids one day. And to really look at your life and the life you want to have and what you can afford and and what really feels true to your soul, I think is very brave. So I just want to commend all the women out there that aren't having kids and choosing not to have kids who have had miscarriages and don't have kids, who have had abortions and chosen not to have kids. All of these things are respected and relevant. And I hope that everyone feels confident in owning these decisions. Something I see that can be difficult for women that decide not to have kids is looking back in their own history. And if they've had abortions in the past, it can feel fraught. It can feel like they missed out. They know that at that time, it wasn't the right time to have a kid and bring a child into this world due to their circumstances or their age. And then don't go on to have children. And I think there can be kind of a wondering and a longing and a what if, and also knowing that they really don't want to have a kid in the present moment. So I think there's also that is, you know, all of these things with motherhood, they're paradoxes. And the more that we can hold the light and the dark within ourselves, the easier the healing is, because I truly believe that is what it is. We we hold the light and the dark in all things. And the more that we can accept it and move on with our lives, the freer we will be. There's a book that I love called Spirit Babies, How to Communicate with the Child You're Meant to Have. And it's by Walter Mackachin. I believe that's how you pronounce his name. And on the back cover, it says, am I meant to become a parent? Why can't I conceive? What is my unborn child trying to tell me? How to create the energy that nurtures spirit babies. How to understand how past lives and chakras relate to your unborn child. The conception contract, what it is and what it means for you and your child. How karmic pairings affect conception and pregnancy. Why miscarriages occur and what they can signify. So this is a really interesting book. I love, 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 love this book. It's called Spirit Babies. Again, how to communicate with the child you're meant to have. I can also mean not having the child you're not meant to have. And this guy, he was a medium and all these baby souls kept showing up to him in his sessions. So he became basically like the baby whisperer. And it's just beautiful, beautiful stories. I always encourage women who've had miscarriages and or abortions that are having a hard time with them 
um, or really feel connected to the soul to read this book. It is so healing and it really clarifies what these baby souls feel. And one of the biggest take-homes for me is that they are in a space of um, kind of being in between two worlds and they only truly want to come into this world earthside through a mom that is really, really ready to receive that child. Meaning there's no shame or guilt around abortion. So if you're listening to this and you've had abortions, please try to forgive yourself. It wasn't the right time for you. If it was the right time for you, you wouldn't have had an abortion. So, you know, whatever you can do, whatever practices you can do to connect with that soul, to forgive yourself, to go back in time and reparent yourself through that time, so, so healing. And especially if you end up wanting to become pregnant later after an abortion, that work of repair and releasing the shame and guilt will really help you to become pregnant. But it's just, it's an incredible book about this thing, this thing of conception and growing a baby and birthing a baby and becoming a mother. It is so much larger than what we can see, than what we can even fathom. It truly is an alignment of so many variables in the stars. And I think in our society, we're so used to controlling and making things happen. And then when they don't happen on our timeline, we get really pissed. And so it's a really great book and and working that muscle of faith and trust as well and the divine timing of all things for the highest good of ourselves and these souls, these spirit babies coming in. Um, but I do really think it's an important conversation to have. And I think it's an important conversation to have with your single friends or friends that are married or partnered or whatever that don't want to have kids. Because I think so much of our energy in our society is like this excitement over pregnancies and your pregnant friends and babies and birth announcements and baby showers. And there's kind of, there's, there's not as much an acknowledgement of the bravery it takes to say you don't want that. So I think a beautiful practice is to have these conversations with your friends that don't have kids and just say, I so respect that you had the balls to make that decision and you're an awesome auntie in my kids' lives and I so appreciate you. And um, I just, I know that that goes a long way and we all need that village. And a lot of times the village are our friends that don't have kids because they're not busy with their kid life, their kid schedule too. So I think that is really important and you know it's expensive to have a kid it's a lot to have a kid it's never ending it's constant and you're not going to have the same life you have with kids as when you don't have kids not to say it's never going to go back or it's never going to be filled with travel or things that you had before you had kids but it's very different it's very very different I mean and it's beautiful and I don't regret it for a second but my day is so different than what it was when I didn't have kids. My day is so different now that I have two kids versus when I had one kid. Now I look back and I'm like, what did I do with all that fucking free time? Like now my cup is full. Like it is officially full. I don't regret it. Like I said, I adore her, but it's just 
really, really different. I don't, I don't know you moms that have three and four, like hats off to you. I don't even understand. You're incredible. So again, check out that book. It's a beautiful healing device and, and tool to have in your toolbox. Yeah.